you've got a story, I've got a story, we've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of AB&T's Beyond the Bank. I'm your host, Brad, and today I'm joined by a special guest, my friend, colleague, and bank CEO, Perry Rebel, for a slightly different and I think pretty cool Beyond the Bank discussion. Welcome, Perry. Thanks for joining me. Hey, today. Brad. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Of good to be here. Now, as, as I mentioned, today's episode is slightly different, as instead of exploring your background and what drives you to excellence, today we're going to talk about a subject near and dear to both our hearts, Beyond the Bank. It seems that increasingly when I sit down to interview folks about their lives and what makes them tick, they inevitably want to spend some time asking me about Beyond the Bank and how a local community bank got involved in blogging and podcasts. So I thought it might be fun to sit down and talk through the genesis of Beyond the Bank and how it's evolved since we kicked it off five years ago this month. Hard to believe it's been five years, isn't it? It really is. And a lot of water under the bridge. <laughs> right. And it seems like just yesterday I was sending you the first rough draft of the very first Beyond the Bank. And here we are over 150 Beyond the Banks later about to produce our 27th podcast. It's pretty impressive stuff. For me, it's hard to separate Beyond the Bank from joining the AB&T team since producing that blog was somewhat at the forefront of my decision to come here, even if none of us really knew what, what we were doing or what it would look like. But for you, I'd have to think that the Beyond the Bank journey starts before I even arrived here, even before Luke called me that day to swing by to talk about something. So walk me through what led to that phone call and ultimately drew me to ab and Well, that's a great question. And it goes without saying that your addition to the team has been really a seminal point in the evolution of the brand and how we communicate with the community, given the gifts and the strengths that you bring uh, that are unique to you. If you look at the vision of what the bank set out to be from the time that, that Luke got here and, and the rest of us followed, it's to be the gold standard of community banking. And that has many different applications within the organization from how we deliver creative financing solutions, mortgage solutions, checking accounts. But there's also a community component to that, too. What are we in the community? What are we about in this community? And how do our values align with the community? And so as we were thinking through marketing and communications, and how do we want to relate to this community? The organization kept coming back to we want to reflect this community. We want to lift this community. We want to ensure that the good stories of this community are being told. We are of the belief that there is more good in this community than there is bad. The bad is in the echo chamber and is in social media. Beyond the bank for us was a way to reflect so many good things happening within the community. Think of the negative and go back through those numbers that you just read. What'd you say? 150? 150. 150 beyond the bank stories that have been told that are unique in all different aspects of the community. So it is an evolution, but it is fair to say that that evolution really took flight when you got here because you have a gift of communication and a gift of relationships that has really made beyond the bank what it is. Well, Perry, I, I really appreciate the kind words, and uh, and I'm glad that I've been able to have an impact on it. But I do have to admit, uh, you know, it the novelty of the idea and the way it was sort of presented to me had a lot to do with my decision to 
you know, leave the world of journalism, come back to the world of banking and finance. Uh, you know, I think bankers by nature tend to be a pretty conservative bunch. So for me to come and visit with you and Luke that day and, and to see you two and, and to hear what you were talking about, number one, I loved the, the notion of we owe it to our community for them to know who we are and for us to, you know, make sure that we're doing everything we can do to lift the community. But what was also impressive to me was the willingness to sort of go out on a, on a ledge, uh, you know, bring this person in and not even really knowing what it was going to be. I, I'll never, I've never in my life been in a job interview where I literally had no questions to ask, but then left there with hundreds of questions to ask simply because I couldn't wrap my brain around why an organization like AB&T and people I respected so much would be willing to take that kind of chance to do something like this. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how hard it was to get to that point as an organization. Well, I, you know, to hear you ask the question, you would think it would be hard, but it was not. And it was, it's one of the, we like, to, I like to say that this, the decisions sometimes make themselves that you spend so much time thinking through what could happen or what the outcomes are going to be. And you play it out. That when you get to the point in time when you actually have to make the decision, it makes sense. Two years before you got here, if you said that we were going to hire someone like you with your skill set to do uh, that particular role, it didn't make sense at the time. It made complete sense at the time because of what of where we were and what we needed to do in the community at that point in time. There's a there's an aspect to this where you you build the community, you build your bank. And we believe that by building a strong community, we'll build a strong bank. And at that point in time, it was critical that we communicate who we are today and who we want to be tomorrow. That was mission critical at that point in time. So it wasn't really a very difficult decision. There was a lot of, well, how are we going to do this? What's <laughs> it going to look like? But the question of if this is the right decision was not one that was we spent a lot of time on. You know, because it, it really is, as I've told people a little bit of the story about how that came to be and, and sort of my impression of it, um, it, it, it makes sense once it's already happened. Uh, and it's really cool to sit back and look at the when, you know, when I came in here and we knew we needed, you knew you needed to do something, wasn't sure what it looked like. And then we've evolved it into something that I think has far exceeded what we really thought it could be. Well, I think any organization in 2022 has to do that. And especially a small community bank in Albany, Georgia, we've got to look at not your role, not just your role, but all of the roles. What do we need to be doing differently? How does it evolve? And if you've got good people that buy into a vision and are passionate about what we're doing, you cast a vision for what you think the role needs to look like and allow that person and their skill set to create what it actually, how it executes. Yeah. And so it, this specifically relates to your role, but I think we've seen that in, in other places in the organization as well. And I think it's something that the, that all businesses are trying to reckon with given the current operating environment. Well, it, you know, if, if, if we've learned anything in the past couple of years, it, you know, to do business in a community, you are inextricably joined to that community. You are tied no to that community and you have to be a part of that community, uh, a giving, a giving member of that community. No doubt. I do want to shift gears a little bit uh, and, and kind of get into uh, one part that, that's always been of interest to me. You know, when I came on board, I had been with the Herald about five years. It had a past career in journalism. Uh, I mean, heck, I was the editor of the paper at Westover. Uh, 
But then I remember sending you the first draft of the first Beyond the Bank I did and you sending it back to me and thinking to myself, who's this guy, the banker, going to tell me, you know, it's not quite there and you couldn't put your finger on it. And I think that particular one took like four or five. Speak, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, when it clicked for you that we had stumbled into the right way to do this. Well, I think we had stumbled into the right process before we even launched the first one. Okay. Uh, It makes logical sense then and now, looking back on that, that you had been a journalist for five years and we had hired you for a position where one of your first major tasks was to use your literary skills to communicate. I think it was Melissa Brubaker. It was, yeah. About the principal at Alice Coachman where you were going to use your literary skills to take that to the market. You had a certain degree of nerves at the time because you wanted to impress. To me, the discussion as I remember that was, look, leave the journalism behind. This does not have to be Pulitzer Prize winning work of journalism here. This needs to tell a story. Yeah. And it needs to tell a story accurately and then telling it, tell the story in such a way that highlights the values for why we've chosen that particular person. So I think when it actually clicked was not necessarily when it clicked for the bank was when it clicked for you was, is that you were given the freedom to write the story and to use your gifts and not try to fit it in some predefined box that you had been taught or professionally. Try to, yeah. Yeah. Or try really hard. I remember, uh, you know, trying hard, just keep it in the third person, keep yourself out of it, you know, be a journalist. You're, you're, we're not about you, Brad. It's about uh, this lady and what she's doing. Uh, so that was a hard thing for me to interject me, but it, I think that was what clicked was when I was able to say how I felt yes. talking to this person. Well, because you speak on behalf of the organization. And if the organization is going to highlight an individual or a story or a cause, it's likely because they believe in that story or that cause. Absolutely. And so when we gave you permission to speak on behalf of the organization is when I really think this began, this began to change and become something that people look forward to reading and became something that we are, that we're known for. I agree. I agree. And, and, you know, just a quick aside, thank you for that because it was a very empowering new way to write that I, that I wasn't used to, but it did unlock some things inside of me that I don't know would have come out had I stayed, you know, kind of doing what I was doing. Um, now I want to transition a little bit. What, what does it take to be a subject of beyond the bank? How do you choose who you're highlighting, who you're interviewing? Well, there is no formula. If we are a community bank committed to the community, keep coming back to that, and we are executing the vision of being the gold standard, our bankers should be in the community and they should be connected to the community and know what's taking place. And as part of that connection, you're going to run across individuals that you respect and you think that person's doing good work. I didn't know that or this person's doing something, or this organization's doing something. It's just keeping your eyes open. What stories need to be told? You can pick up the newspaper and you can turn on the TV and you're going to see the same kind of stories over and over again. But you're not going to hear and see the heart behind an Eddie Johnson that's the principal at Darty, or an Alan Lowe that's the headmaster at, at Deerfield Windsor. So on and so on and so on. Frankly, well, we stay away from... Uh, typically the elected officials. We stay away from anything that could be uh, polarizing. We don't want beyond the bank to be hijacked. Uh, One thing that I think it's important to that question, Brad, is that folks understand 
that in every Beyond the Bank that we have ever produced, whether it be a written or a podcast format or the video formats that we've done, we give no editorial control to anybody. We don't tell anybody that they can, that we're, we will include something or not include something. We don't give anybody the right to read it or to approve it before it goes out. We're telling the story as we see the story. So when you read it, reader, or listen to it, listener, you know that this is something that is produced by the bank and does not have the slant or the PR control of whatever individual organization is that we're sure. interviewing. Well, it's funny. That's I think that's actually been a little bit shocking for some folks who have reached out to me kind of lobbying about, you know, how can I highlight, how can our business be highlighted or whatever and sort of explaining to them that well, it has nothing to do with being a bank client or any of that. That's right. It doesn't have anything to do with you know your connections or who you are. It's just simply, does the story need to be told? Now, there's times that we've taken those stories and we said, you know what? Thanks for sharing that with us. That's a great idea we weren't aware of and then we've done it. But then other times, you know that there's an agenda between sure. the, with what's being shared and we want to stay uh, away from that. We're not going to compromise our standards or what we deem to be our ethics around this in order to tell someone's story or be someone else's mouth, someone else's mouthpiece. Sure. So when you read this or you hear this, this is truth as we see it. Yeah. It is not PR spin from anyone else. I think that's an important point for folks to understand. Absolutely. Is, is that if we're going to tell the story, we're going to tell the story. Yeah. The heart behind this is to build up the community and the organizations that serve it, and the people who are doing such great work. No. It's to build up, but it's truth. Well, I remember the first beat uh, that dead horse. Let's move on. Yeah, but that's a horse worth, that's a little bit of a horse worth beating, Perry, because, you know, it's something we talked about back in my newspaper days. It's something that we continue to talk about today. We talked about it the day I came to meet with you and Luke. And that is, there is a certain level of, we are, in, we are actively combating negativity. So why in the world would we court additional negativity? You know, you talked about the echo chamber and all the things you hear, but then you talk to people on the street and all they talk about is this great neighbor, this great person, and this great organization and all these wonderful things. And I think, you know, the one thing I always go back to when I talk to people is, you know, if, if this person, individual organization is making a difference, if it's just painfully obvious that there's a heart for service, for making the world better for one other person then we could potentially have a beyond the back candidate. Absolutely. And that's what I love about it, that, that, that inherent goodness about what we're trying to do. Well, and there's also an understanding to that inherent goodness is that there is way more good in this community than there is bad. This is a community that has a major self-esteem problem oh. and talks to itself in a way that it would never talk to somebody else. <laughs> so beyond the bank is a way for us to talk to each other and to talk to the community yeah. in such a way that we appreciate and respect the good that we have here. Yeah. We can feel good about our friends and our neighbors and the people we do business with. And, uh, and to kind of finalize, you know, one thing that occurred to me recently, I mean, it's occurred over time, but in thinking about that particular question, Beyond the Bank has evolved very much the way we operate as an organization through the building of relationships. Yes. Inevitably, it's, Another, it's a beyond the back person that I've interviewed that tells me about the next beyond the back person that I need to interview because good seeks out good. The future of ABT is really not complicated. It is what kind of relationships do you, banker, have? How deep are they? How strong are they? How mutually beneficial are they? What are we doing to serve? 
What are we doing to give? What are we doing to be a force for good? And if our entire organization can answer that question, which really is the heart of what Beyond the Bank is, if the entire organization can answer that question positively and affirmatively, then we've built a bank that this community can be proud of. Yeah. We've built a bank that's successful and reflects what this community is all about. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, uh, you know, Perry, I do want to talk a little bit about the nitty gritties of Beyond the Bank and just some of the interesting things that we've encountered over time. Uh, one thing that continues to stand out to me is just the simple fact that you and I are sitting here with headphones on in front of microphones with phone uh, blocking screens to keep my heavy breathing out of your ear. And then you get to go home and have the the, the pleasure of listening to and editing and making this thing tight and sound good for the masses. But how in the heck did we get to podcasting out of uh, a, a written blog by a dude basically giving his opinion about people he's interviewed that he thought were pretty good? It's a good question. And I don't know that we had a roadmap <laughs> to get us here. We let the decision make itself. When you were hired, you were hired because of your communication skills and your ability to market. You also had a banking background, too. It's true. So let's not minimize the fact that you were a very successful banker at Regions and had managed 15-ish branches or so. About a dozen. And so we knew that there was a skill set that we could utilize over time in addition to beyond the bank. And we've utilized that skill set over time. Uh, obviously, we're a bank first and foremost. So doing banking on a daily basis takes priority over what we market and how we communicate to the community. So your time became better spent doing things within the bank. But we didn't want to lose the Beyond the Bank voice. What started as a, one, as a weekly written profile, 2,500 to 3,500 words, became a biweekly profile mm -hmm. and then became a monthly profile and then has become now a written quarterly yeah. profile. But I don't know that folks realize that that frequency has spaced as it has. So the podcast was the next evolution in communication with the community. The written word and the time that someone spends reading the written word, given the social media world and the yeah. quick hitters and all that, is just less and less. Yeah. And so this was a way for us to, you know, continue to touch that reach and to, and to reach a new medium. But I think it's important that folks understand that we're sitting in our boardroom. We have microphones that we bought off of Amazon and a windscreen <laughs> that we bought off of Amazon. You produce it. And I go home and edit it at night in Adobe Audition. This is not some sort of professional <laughs> <laughs> setup we got here. This is just you and me doing a podcast and doing YouTube videos to try to figure out how to do it because it's what we felt like we needed to do. Yeah. felt like it was the right thing, it the did. next step for us to take. So the evolution of this is to try to do a podcast every two weeks and then try to have a Beyond the Bank written uh, once a quarter. But, you know, like everything else. That could change based on how There's no the environment changes. Next thing you know, you'll be uh, have a GoPro strapped to my head, and you'll be sending me yeah, out of town uh, doing the, like adventure sports or something. Right. You know. But uh, well, Perry, we, you know, and, and again, I don't want to continue to talk about the same stuff, but I am interested too, as a person who has such a, an intimate view into what we're doing with Beyond the Bank. I mean, you're involved in the discussions about who I reach out to. You've done a good job helping me connect people I didn't know suggesting folks that I should talk to, but you know, you've, you've gone, you've been, you've been editing these things. You've been sort of holding my hand and picking me up when I've been concerned about whether I was doing it well enough. You've, you're 
producing this thing at night on top of all the other duties you have. But can you point to any particular moments during the history of our beyond the bank journey that just sort of stand out to you as being, you know, for whatever reason? That's a good question. Uh, I never doubted the success of it and the impact that it would have. I just, for whatever reason, just always believed that this was the right thing and the step for us to take. I think what has surprised me has been how it has changed the conversation. I've been in chamber meetings in D.C. and Atlanta and in other type conversations where something related to Beyond the Bank has come up. And the the reach outside of this community has surprised me. The reach inside the community has surprised me also. So I think that the, you know, the realizations of what are we doing and is it right and does it fit with the vision? Those realizations don't come as I sit and edit it at home. And I don't think they come when you type on the keyboard or when we're interacting with the people to set it up. I think it comes when you overhear somebody talking about it or you're in a meeting and they're talking about person X. And then they say, well, go check out the beyond the bank profile that AB&T did on person X. That's when you realize that, you know, we're making a difference here and it's having an impact. And it's altruistic in nature because we are reflecting the focus off of us. I mean, who wants to hear about checking accounts all the time? <laughs> and who wants to see that same commercial about happy family walking into a home to get a mortgage? I mean, hey, come on. Yeah, there's a place for that. But true community banking is the community. And being able to hear about Beyond the Bank in the community, I think that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, you know, I've had a few of those sort of eye popping moments, you know, where you just think you just can't believe this person listened to this. Yeah. I remember I went and sat down with Scott Steiner last summer to talk about COVID and he could rattle off things that he had read from beyond the banks that I put out before he moved to this community. Right. And that, and that just, you know, it, 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 it always shocked me at the paper to be quite honestly that so many people could, could read what I wrote or that were, I mean, it's not like this is a novel idea. You know, it's not like we've we've come up with something that's just revolutionary here. Radical. But if you sit and look at it, all we're doing is telling people stories. Why is there not more of this? Why is there not more amplification of the good in this community? And I think we've all got a responsibility. What are you posting? What are you liking? What are you sharing? Yeah. What do you spend your time looking at? Yeah. What do you read and how does that formulate your opinions about this community? I'm not talking nationally. I'm talking about Albany, Georgia, yeah. Leesburg, Georgia. What are you looking at and what are you doing to add to the conversation? Are you adding to it in a positive way or a negative way? I hope that Beyond the Bank adds to it in a positive way. And I hope with some naivete that Beyond the Bank helps change perceptions in such a way that, you know what, I can feel good about this community. There's good here. There's good people here. I didn't know that, but I do now. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, one thing that, that, that has been really important to me is showing some of the human side of some people that we, that folks may have dealt with in the community. You know, I think back to uh, the summer of 2020 and, you know, what was going on throughout our country and the, the heightened sense of uh, concern that people here in Albany, Georgia had. And for me to be able to reach out to my to the police chief and my friend and have him speak to through me to the community about what this community is really about. 
Absolutely. what they can expect from their law enforcement. Well, if you look, you know, I go back, I, I got started to get involved in the you know community in earnest about five years ago. If you pick up the newspaper, read the squawk box or, or any of these things, you're going to see one side of some individual. Take Chief Persley, for example. You know, you're going to see crime this, crime that. You're going to hear stats. And if that forms your opinion, you are not forming your opinion in the right way. Period. End of story. Chief Persley, when you talk with him and you listen to him and you hear his story, his Beyond the Bank, he's done a podcast and a written one, right? Yes. Multiple. Multiple. You read that, you realize that this is a man whose heart you can respect and whose efforts every day he gets up and puts that badge on and comes to work to try to make Albany a better place. Understand that in all of these stories, if you're forming your opinion based on what you see, you got to have a greater depth of understanding as to what that person is. Absolutely. And I think that's what Beyond the Bank is. You can see that these people that have dedicated their lives to serving the community whether it be within the city of Albany or the county or the police force or whatever, these are good people. Yeah. And they're trying the best they can every day to make this a better place. Best thing we can do is support them and lift them up, give benefit of the doubt as opposed to immediately condemning. You just can't take the surface information that you see and formulate a full opinion and understanding. And if you do, it's to your own detriment. Beyond the bank packages an aggression against the negative Yes. In a way that people can respect and value. I believe so. And let's make no bones about it. I mean, we, a part of Beyond the Bank is to counter the negative. Yes. And to be aggressive in that if you are spreading the negative, you are part of the problem. Yeah. And if you want to be part of the solution, you want to be part of the majority, people that want to be part of the solution, then you need to get on board about being positive what's taking place here. Or you need to serve. Yeah. What are you doing to change it? You don't like Albany? Fine. Where are you involved? Yep. What are you doing to better? How are you impacting the school system? How are you engaged with you with young people? Are you picking up trash? What are the things that you're doing? Yeah. That's the heart of what Beyond the Bank is, is we just saw an opportunity to tell the story. Again, it's not rocket science, but we're telling the story in such a way that hopefully this community can be proud of and proud of itself. It's about citizenship. And uh, I certainly know that when I uh, sign off on a Beyond the Bank or I send, you know, send one up to the ether to go out to the masses, I always feel good about it. I always yes. know that we did it with the, that it was the heart that led the way. And, and that was the motivator. If, if only one person listened to the daggum thing, if they were touched in the heart, then we did our job. Correct. You advise me and guide me along on this journey. You've helped find people for me to interview. Uh, you steered me in the right direction here and there. But, you know, is there anything that you've want to know by from me, anything that you've wondered about or just never got around to asking me? Or, I mean, I'm a pretty open book kind of guy and I do write first person stuff a lot, but I don't want you to feel like you're the only guy that's got to answer any questions about the. I want you to see yourself as a community sees you. And I want you to own the role that you have carved and created for yourself. Because if you look towards the future of Beyond the Bank, it's, well, we're just going to write a story. Well, then we start writing a bunch of stories. Then we started hearing about our stories in the community. Then we started having people asking us to write their stories. 
Then we shifted to a podcast format. So what's next? How do we take this mantle that we've built, that you've built, and truly capitalize on this and accelerate it to the next level? I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what kind of stands we take. I don't know what kind of voice we amplify. But the principles of what we do will remain the same. But whatever's next requires a greater degree, a greater degree of belief in yourself and how you connect with the community. That much I know to be true. Yeah, I think if they only knew. You know, well, you know, what's they <laughs> what do they say? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I'm just waiting for these other podcasts. It's not hard, folks. To start popping. We're up. doing it. If if Brad and Perry yes. can get on uh, Apple and Spotify Perry and Lloyd, <laughs> then I, yeah yeah Mutt and Jeff, then I think uh, I think anybody. But you know, all seriousness, I think that at the end of the day, the success has been yes, we were willing to go out on a limb and do something we had no idea what we were doing. But the success has been because we believed that it was needed, and we believed Absolutely. we were filling a, a gap. And uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned. The only thing that would make Beyond the Bank go away is if all of a sudden the, the community didn't need it anymore. Well, the community needs it, and it isn't going away. It's just what comes next, and that's what the exciting part for all of us is. Yeah, it is. We're not backing away. We are going to be a leader in this community, and we are going to continue to try to increase our leadership opportunities within this community. We love this community, and we want to serve this community. Beyond the Bank is a key part of that. And so we don't know what phase three or four of Beyond the Bank looks like, but we know the principles on which it's built will continue to remain intact. Amen, brother. Amen. Perry, I'm, uh, you know, we'll wrap this up with number one, a thank you. I know you've got a lot on your plate, you know, new CEO of the bank, plenty of stuff going on to yes. take the time to come in here and do this. Well, there's uh, nothing more important than this. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate that about you. And I thank you for all the support you've given to Beyond the Bank and to me personally. And Albany, you hear, heard it here first. Beyond the Bank is is kicking. We're in the early stages of where we hope to see this thing go. We want more community involvement. We want more feedback from the readers and the listeners. If you know somebody who's doing amazing things in this community who's not been highlighted, pick up the phone, send me a text, send me an email. I'm more than happy to explore the, the options, the ideas, and talk through it. We want nothing more than to lift up the great things in this community that make it the kind of place that makes Perry, guys like Perry and I move home to raise our families. Amen. Well said. Boom. Till next time, I'm Brad. This is Beyond the Bank. Boom.